you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you, and thank you again. And I thank you. I thank you in ways that I, I will never be able to, to thank um, beyond this moment. Uh, and I will constantly search for new ways to thank you uh, as much as I can. I have been researching the history of thanks. And, uh, you know, there are so many ways, obviously. <clears throat> and I thought I knew most of them. And I don't. And so, and this isn't part of the show. This is obviously this is some extra stuff. So you can kind of delete this after I'm done. But like, basically, yeah, there's just a lot of ways, you know, to show appreciation. You know, you can do so much, and and it's just it's amazing to think that we we don't know all of it. You know, we'll, we'll never in our lifetimes we'll never know all the ways that we can thank people or even you know, other, other beings. Like, you know, because you could say thanks, and that works, but sometimes that's not enough for people. They want to know exactly who, you know? So you say thank you. Because you could be saying thanks to someone, to say thanks, but you're thinking of someone else. And you're just saying it to someone's face, and you're like, oh, you're welcome. You're like, whatever, man, I don't know who you are. people up there. Okay, so those people. Okay, all right, cool. All right, I was imagining just like like three people and then a bunch of speakers with AI that generates different people's cheering. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like, aha, I knew it. More theater, employing AI. Uh, man, it's good to be back. I, I, I drove, thanks. Thanks, I drove here. I don't know why there's sardines up here. Um, I drove from uh, Portland. I was supposed to take a flight, and then I was like, that is stupid. You know, like, it's such an easy drive. It's about the same amount of time to fly, you know, and security and everything. So I drove, and it was really cool because I, you know, had all these flashbacks of all the road trips in different bands, you know, going to Portland and surviving it and then coming back. and telling people about Portland, you know, and just like, is it really, as they say, you know, um, I guess there are many vast amount of bridges. Vast. It is, it is, it is almost comprised entirely of bridges. Even the houses are remnants of older bridges than houses. It truly is a land of bridges. And, as you can tell, by all of the community bridging that has gone on recently, especially uh, with uh, Antifa and the police, and they just get along so well, and just bridging the gap. Uh, so it was really wonderful to see so many police not around. I, uh, I will say this for as much, uh, you know, there's like good and bad with that, but for me it's mostly good. Like. You just park wherever you want, you know? <laughs> Go through a red light. It's like, you know, it's fine. 
Seattle's different. A lot of you know digital signs telling you average traffic speeds. <laughs> Making specific comments to you. Digital readouts. And, you know, put put that down. You know, whatever. <laughs> me? Yeah, you. You know, what the fuck? stoked to come back because I've been having like you know I released this book called Great Falls Montana and um, thank you thank you it was so hard um, so hard to release something you know it's just like oh no oh, okay here you go um, but you know the next book I'm gonna do is is definitely I'm just gonna go through the city so it'll be the next one I'll be Seattle Washington um, um, people say like you know why? Why Seattle, Washington? And I'm like, well, because that's where I moved next. And then some people will probably be satisfied with that. Um, yeah, I moved here. You, know, you guys have heard it all before, but I'm gonna tell you again because there's, there's, I think there's five people that haven't heard this. Um, thank you. Yeah, I told you. I told you. I told you. Uh, so you promised. I'm doing so. I, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, so I moved in 1990, uh, summer of 1990. It was yep. the summer of 1990, oh yeah, got put this apartment, now I sit it down by the street, I was a big brutalist apartment building, <laughs> And then I never studied the audio program, but I met a drummer and a guitar player, and I moved to 90s and Aurora. Woo! Oh, yeah! It was a summer. Woo! <laughs> Seattle was different back then, as you guys might, might know. It was smaller, it was quieter at night. No one was really driving at night. I guess people, it just didn't occur to people. Just like, it's dark, so I'll sort of stay here. More than five back then. Um, I think there was like two places to play music at that time. Uh, I think. There was a place called Red, I think it was called Red Barn Films. I don't know if you guys remember that. It's like, what was it called? Daniel's here. Do you remember that shit? No, but there's, okay, that actually came later. There was, uh, it was a place, it was like in an alleyway, and it was a film studio, but they would have shows there, and that's where I saw Molasses, um, this kind of funk, uh, dope-ass band. Anyways, what I'm saying is, uh, in the beginning, there just wasn't that many places to play, so, like, people, you know, were like, you know, where do you go? I was too young anyway, so it didn't really matter, so, you know, I, I just was interested in music, but there were a lot of bands that were doing stuff here, you know, one of them, obviously one of the biggest bands out of here, um, Black Atmosphere was really <laughs> doing really well. Um, <laughs> a few years later we had Sad Happy, another massive, massive band. 
so many bands, and it was it was fun. You know, it was, even though it was quiet at night, you know, we felt like we had the night. We owned the night. We could walk around at night. You know, pick mushrooms in the arboretum, get high. You know, just do whatever. Then, um, then this band came along that I heard about. Um, the Mother Love Bone, uh, amazing band. I didn't have a lot of experience with them because I moved out here because of Soundgarden. So, because uh, I had a choice between New York or Seattle, and I was like, well, Soundgarden is, is a cool band. I've never moved out there. Like, that, was, that was the logic. I was like, yeah, no what to do, no what to do. I'm gonna fuck, fuck, fuck. That was, I was like, I don't know what that is, but I want to go wherever that would be. <laughs> it's a really good philosophy. I like it. No one has to wear shirts. Everybody's got long hair. Really good defined torsos. You know? Probably the shirt they were wearing tied around their waist. You know? Boots flap, flapped open for some reason. Maybe shoelaces got cut or something. Accidentally in a mosh pit. It's like, they just got flopped. I can't help it, they just flapped open. Uh, and it was great, you know, I was at the Art Institute. It was a different school back then, you know? So everything was different back at the city, you so when I say that, you'll know. That it, that it was. That's because of time. It's mainly because of time. That's why. That's why I'm saying that. But you know, it, it, it was just like it was a it was a it was a weird time because you know Seattle was like, well, we're doing stuff, you know, and then then there's some bands that are like, well, we got some stuff that we're doing, you know, and collectively they met, you know. And people were like, oh, I like this music. This music's really good. Like, you know, what, what's going on with this music? And they're like, yeah, did you hear so-and-so's playing it? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, you go all these places, play music. Again, I wasn't old enough. I figured out ways to stand outside and, you know, listen to the vibrations. Um, and then, of course, the biggest band of them all in the universe, uh, you know, Allison Chase. No, I'm just kidding. No, Allison Chase. Allison Chase is dope. Allison Chase is dope. Okay, here's one thing I'm going to say right now, and I've said this before, and again, I'm sorry, Daniel and Branjan, if I, you've heard this many times, um, how that I know Daniel and Branjan are here tonight. I, um, I, I love him. I wasn't a big fan. I wasn't a I wasn't a big fan. Even when they were Mookie Blaylock, even when they were Mookie Blaylock, still wasn't a fan. A fan, uh, I wanted to be. I really wanted to be, because you know, that should be. That should have got me. It's like a crazy, crazy owl, you know. So. I love owls, so that should have happened. But I was just such a, I just, I loved Alice in Chains. I think Alice in Chains was like, 
I don't know. They were like dirty and like fucked up and and very much the spirit of Seattle, unfortunately, so much so the spirit of Seattle that heroin got involved with almost every band. But uh, but you know, still Seattle. That was a time. Again, different time. Um, but I absolutely loved it. You know, I, I, I just I just love that fucking odd time signature shit with the gross distortion guitars and all the fucking fucking like overtones, just beautiful noise, sick ass like you know, everyone was saying like that. You know, but it was like the eighties when everyone was like, who do Even that poser band, Stone Tipper Pilots. <laughs> I go through this every time I come to Seattle because I just need to get it off my chest. But, you know, because you guys understand, so it's the only place I can do it. But Soundgarden, man, holy crap, man, Jesus, what the fuck? Uh, to me, arguably, top ten greatest rock and roll bands of all time. Easily, and I'm not, and there's a lot, obviously there's a lot of great bands, but for me, there's just very few bands that are able to create music that, cre that, that makes a world that you feel like you're falling into, and then also has a singer that has the range of every singer. That he had every, he had the whole thing. He had like, you know, and, and he was just like, yeah. with these guys, like they're untouchable. No one, who's gonna, Meshuggah, you know, like Meshuggah could play, you know, they would play and you'd be like, that's, that's fucked up. That's like, that's fucked up. Like, like, no one, you know, they've covered it all or whatever. And then Soundgarden would come on, you'd be like, oh, I can't remember, I like Meshuggah, but what, what is this? What's this? Also, just truly mixing things, you know, Middle Eastern scales and the odd time signature thing. It was also this thing that came from Seattle. And it really, Seattle was the last, to me, in my opinion, the last great uh, rock and roll movement. That was, the la that was kind of the end of rock and roll, like in the way that rock affects people and affects a lot of people. Like that was kind of it. And, they, and you can point to other bands like along the way afterwards, but it was really kind of the last, the last move because no one's gonna, no one's gonna, you know, it's like no one's gonna freak out the way that they did when Kurt took his life. Like, I remember, you know, I've told this story before, but I, I like telling it because it was such a big part of my existence uh, here. You know, just me and my friend's apartment, Sean Manny and, and Beth's, um, right on Denny. And uh, I always forget the, the street, was it the last street, almost the last street before uh, the freeway on Denny and Capitol Hill? Is it Melrose and what's the last street? Stewart, and then what's above Stewart? So it's Melrose. Okay, so they lived on Melrose and Denny. And so we've been on the first floor, and I just remember like seeing, didn't know what happened, saw some heads going by the window, and it was, ended up being a bunch of people that were going down to the Seattle Center because Kurt had just taken his life. And so everyone was pouring 
down these hills, like all, all these fans, and uh, meeting at the, the sales center. And I'm like, and I just thought about flash forward today. Obviously, climate's different. Everything's like fragmented, and we listen to things in siloed, you know, ways. So it was different back then. But I can't imagine that happening um, with any other rock singer now. Like, like it doesn't really exist. Like that, that feeling was so special. So I, I was so glad that I was. I mean, it was unfortunate that he took his life, but I was very felt fortunate that I was here to see how much people cared about, you know, the music that was generated by that. So it was like, and this is a comedy show, I love it. Um, <laughs> but I just want to take advantage of what I have here, so. But that was a big deal to me. So um, why do I say all of this? I, I say all of it because I am looking forward to writing about Seattle, because Seattle was the shit. It, it really, I experienced all kinds of things, you know, because shit, shit went down after all, after Nirvana, Nirvana, you know, ceased to be what it was in, in its formation. You know, all the labels had sent out all the satellite agencies. You know, you had Sony and uh, EMI and freaking whatever Matador. Like everyone had some kind of office here because they were looking for the next big thing. And you know, you hear Everclear getting like a $750,000 advance, which like had been, was insane to hear about at the time. And all this crazy hype and nothing kind of came from it. And then everyone retracted and then all, they removed all the offices, they all left it. And then there was just a, just a hole, you know, like black as your soul. Like it was like, <laughs> there was just nothing, a nothingness. And so then this, Electronica came out and the rave culture started coming out and then jam bands stuff started coming out like trip hop, acid jazz, all of those things. And so we had these jam nights, you know, at the Owl of Thistle, my, my band Montube, and we started jamming. Uh, not my band, but you know, the band that I was, I mean, it was all of our bands, but, but, but you know, like we started this night at the Owl of Thistle to kind of write songs and jam and record it and get song ideas and stuff like that. And that started a whole jam culture. Um, and we started doing stuff with the Scarlet Tree before it burned down. And, uh, yeah. you know, it was like, it was a cool thing. All I'm saying is that Seattle has an energy that is kind of, you can't, it's hard to fuck with it too much. Like, even though you're getting corporate bombed up the asshole, you know, in the last like 15 years, it's just like corporation bombing. Um, I liked it better when it was in Redmond. I was like, that makes sense, you know? Like, stay out there. Like, that's fine. You can grow you create remotely, you know, there was the internet. It's like, you don't need to take over a VA hospital that looks over menacingly over the entire city. You don't need to do that. You don't need to set up bubble-shaped buildings, you know, or whatever, like, hey, Seattle, <laughs> tech, Seattle, you know. Uh, keep it redmond. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it was it was interesting to see like all the stages that it went through, and you know we were involved in what was a web what web web one point five I don't know what, what would you call it, you know when like we had a what was it called kazoo Does anybody remember that shit? It was it was like a delivery. What was it? Kazaa. Is it really called Kazaa? That was fucked up. I think it had like the same colors as singular, like 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 the same phone. The phone company known as Singular, um, with the symbol that goes, ah, iPhone, want one? Um, well, Cosmo, that's it, Cosmo, that was it, Cosmo, thank you. So, like, we were we were living ten years in the future, like already in like 1995, which I thought was interesting. It's like whatever you need, man, like whatever, you, whenever you want it, we'll get it to you. You know that that whole culture. 
that was really cool. But and we made good money. You know, there was a lot of you know Jeff Bezos <laughs> had Mach Two play at a early Amazon event. You know, that had like you know jumping ca bouncy castles and you know all the stuff that you're supposed to have if you're a tech company. Um, there was a lot of shit. A lot of shit that happened. Too much for me to go on about right now because I've got this crazy list of jokes right here that's just insane. That I'm gonna. I'm gonna get into these jokes are just insane, but uh, maybe. But I did, I did. I just wanted to give a shout out, you know, to where to where I'm at. But playing at the Moor, the Moor is always interesting. It, it's a legendary theater, and I think I opened for Devo here back in 2011. What an incredible honor. I mean, Jesus Christ, Devo, what the fuck? Like, also, top 10 greatest rock and roll bands. I know these guys are uh, Top 10 rock and roll. They're like, oh no, here's Devo, which is ironically the name of a, an album. But, um, I'll do the Devo thing quick, because they have to come back. But, uh, Another great, you know, another great band. It was just, it's just like all the stuff that's happened here. Seattle's just like a dope place. A lot of, a lot of cool stuff. And I guess what I'm saying is, even though you got corporate bombed, uh, there's still a spirit here. You know, there's still, there's still some spent needles. You know, there's, there's still like those musty, you know, moldy smelling practice rooms. You know, with like, what was it? Oh, well, the 700 Club. Yes, the 700 Club, of course, that was amazing. I wish, but it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. But it was a great club. That was a great moment. But I mean, there's just like all these like cool pockets, I guess is what I'm saying. And, and, and so I look forward to kind of coming back and spending a little bit more time. Uh, definitely, you know, just figure it out. Monkey Loft is still, <laughs> Monkey Loft is still happening. That's cool. Uh, Dust Roots still playing. No, it's not. <laughs> it was a different time. Uh, so with all of that, I wanted to front load that because I have some pretty serious Seattle-based music to go through here. Uh, I have some minuets, some skirtsandos. Um, I have a, a couple fugues that I'd like you to check out. Uh, most of them are in E flat somewhere. A, I had a key competition. Uh, and, uh, you know, keys, you know, the most popular key was E flat, but there was a, a small subset of A flats, and so I'm going to use some A flats as well. Uh, I'm going to be using this machinery. I'm going to be using all of the machinery that you see up here. Nothing will be wasted. It's very ecological. I don't believe in it. I don't believe in wasting technology just to have a bunch of shit up here to look cool. Um, that's not how I do things. I'm going to be using, just so you guys know, uh, people have asked, I'm going to be using the new Teenage Engineering uh, OP1 field with 16-bit. Uh, 16-bit. It uh, sounds remarkably much better uh, than the original. The original is still cool. Also going to be using the Boss uh, RC505 Mark II loop station, which is right up here. Right? Still not a great looper, but it's all we got. Uh, I remember Beardy Man. Sick-ass looper, like genius uh, software designer. He's like so many things, but I remember him calling me going like, so I'm uh, developing a looper with Roland, boss, you know, uh, and asking questions like, what are you interested in? What would you, what would you want to see in a looper? 
and I told him all the stuff, you know, and uh, and they used none of it. And, uh, it's, it's always, you know, it's nice when people produce the, the things that you don't need. But like, the line six, uh, DL4, this is a classic pedal, guys. Even if you're not a musician, just remember this pedal. This pedal has like done so much for so many for so long. This is a workhorse. This here is a, this goes, it's like a Digitech, it's like a delay, you know, Digitech delay or like classic distortions um, with that sound. I mean, come on, it's hard to. That's beautiful. You know, it's hard to not, it, it's hard. Um, <laughs> Line 6 came out with a new Line 6, and I was so excited. I was like, holy shit, you guys are coming out with new Line 6? That's fucking dope. And, you know, I, I was so excited to get it, and they came out with it, and I'm not using it. Uh, here's the thing, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little industry here, and then we're gonna really get onto the show because the set list is insane. Real quick. Sorry about that. Again, if you guys need to get drinks, these guys, I don't know what they're doing, but but you can do what they're doing, whatever that is, I imagine, shooting up. I was probably talking about needles a little bit too much. They're like, oh, fuck it, let's, let's one last time, you know? And maybe it is the last time, for real, but. Uh, but what I wanted to say is that they come out with this, this loop. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so dope. What, what did they, you know, what did they add? Great things, you know, combo jack, XLR, XLR input, great. So microphone cable, see, um, a microphone cable, right? Uh, you can put that in there, it's got a nice preamp, preamp's great, okay, cool, 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 that's really great, everything sounds good, boosted signal, its own signal, that's great. Uh, you go into legacy mode, which is like basically this, supposed to be this pedal, it's does nothing like what this pedal is supposed to do, like doesn't even remotely come close to this pedal at all. Uh, they make it so you have to use a power supply, and I like battery powered. All my shit's battery powered, except for this piece of shit. Um, they basically just like came up with a very useless pedal, and I was like, why don't you just ask, you know, people that use your products all the time, or or even someone like me, who probably sold a couple units, you know, like like just like what would I? Oh, you guys made it, cool. Um, I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, we were just talking about like, how you guys just shot up in the bathroom, and I was, like, I was just like, I don't know if they're gonna make it back, but you guys still made it back, so congratulations. They obviously took just a functional amount, you know? When you're microdosing heroin. Um, I just started microdosing just to reduce, <laughs> it's like, oh, everybody's gonna be everybody's gonna be doing this all night. Oh, I have a, I have a kit. Um, Oh yeah, that's right, it's in my glove box. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna get with this song. So this song is a very Seattle-heavy song. It, it, it summons the feeling of moisture, the, the dampness, um, you know, the low gray ceiling. It, it's, got, it's got it all. It's, it's got walking in the rain, you know, stepping in something gross, because it's soggy, you can't identify what it is. People said, uh, stepped in it. Um, it's got being indoors a lot. You know, it's got that vibe. It's got, I need coffee. It's like, I need coffee because of the, the weather, you know, but I need very good coffee, you know. But then it also has a little bit about, you know, the enemy of coffee, which is Starbucks. And, and it talks about uh, how, how Starbucks, there should be a class action lawsuit against Starbucks 
um, because they, I don't think they should be able to legally call what they serve coffee. Like I, I think that it's 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 a coffee-inspired product. You know what I mean? It's lightly associated to coffee. Um, you know, when you overroast your beans because you want to store them longer um, so that it saves you money, you got to figure out how to compensate for it. So, you know, you got to add a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar, as much sugar as you can add because no one wants to taste what coffee actually tastes like, right? So, so they really did it, they did it good. Starbucks did it really well. It's a diabetic, they've been making diabetics for probably 15 years at least, you know? Because when you're lazy, you know, just use sugar. That, that, that works, right? That works and make it look fancy. Wel welcome in, you know, welcome in. Have a mocha choca Duncan splash over the mountain cr cr table cloth uh, EX double fun. No, co copy shouldn't be that complicated. It's just go in, ask for macchiato and then shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, just, just go in and have some coffee. Like, don't pretend. Anyways, oh God. Um, I had a feel free just so I have way too much energy right now. Um, and so I'm gonna, okay, so let's get, let's get started, okay? I'm gonna put this aside. All right, I like cats. Uh, I love cats. Cats the best. They, they're really cool. There's some, there's some gross cats, of course, for sure. Cats can get yep. pretty gross. Um, they they can be like your disgusting roommate. You're just like, how can you live with yourself? It's like, I don't give a fuck. You know, like they, they can get like that. You know, um, the fur can get patchy. You know, they, they, you know, there's a lot of downsides to a cat, but mostly cats are. Great, I love them. Dogs are, you know, they're just, you know, they're dogs. So, you know, it's like you're gonna synergistically bond with them in a way that's like impossible to separate with. Cats are a little bit, they give you your space. You know what I mean? Like, if you're someone that wants independence, that's what you, that's what you want, because that's what a cat wants, you know? I mean, certain cats, yes, they're needy, and you know, they're like, I need it all the time, you know, I need it, I need it. You know, they're hooked on, like, oh, you know, pet, pet, so you might get one of those, but for the most part, they're quiet. You know, they're, they're slinky. They're, they, they fit into tiny things a lot. You know, you like set, you set something down for one second and you look away and they're just inside of it. You, know, um, you just see like a tail, kind of like an eye looking at, at you and you're like, what is that thing? Oh shit, that's my cat. Um, pretty magic, they're good at magic, they do have magical powers, uh, they cast spells constantly, um, they work on books uh, often. Uh, if you hear like strange sounds in the night, and I've almost walked, almost, because I've never seen it, but almost walked in on my cat, like finishing up a paper. I, and you can tell if it's a cat's paper, because they use paper, first of all, they don't use word processors or anything like that. Um, and cat's paper is like, a little bit smaller. Uh, it's almost like stationary size or whatever. And that's a big giveaway. Um, uh, signature is always a paw print. It's just, it's just easier, you know. I've seen or again, I've heard cats trying to do signatures and they're just like, fuck this, I'm just doing this. You know, it's just easier. So, cool things about cats. Now, dogs write stuff too, but it's a little bit more like, I'm hungry, you know, or something like that. <laughs> 
when you, when you come home, you know, or something, you know, something like that. It's like a book called When You Come Home, and it's, and it's just when you come home, like 60,000 times in the question mark. And then I hungry, you know, at the end. Okay, so let's get started. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna use a bank 30, or actually, let's use bank, I'm gonna use bank 40 today for us. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna start by beginning as we always do, we're gonna start at the very beginning, we're gonna start, and then we're just gonna, we're gonna see what happens. Okay, we're gonna start, I'm gonna start it up. I'm gonna start it up hard. Is that how I do it? Maybe I'm gonna sneak out to the sound garden tonight. You know what I mean? Like go out there and just like, just sit down in the middle of them and listen to that. And then wonder what Noah research is actually doing next to it. I might do that. Um, just wanted to throw that in there because this song is very difficult to do, so I keep wasting time to get to it.
Thank you very much. Tonight's a real special night, you know. We ain't, we ain't joking around. If anybody wants like closeness, you can go there. I'm not going to make fun of you, but there's empty chairs out there in the front. Guys, what's, we, what's been going on? What we've been working on? What's all the people in the hype going on about? Well, I'll tell you. I've been working on a new album, right? Like, it's different, and it's different, but it's all right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all right. And that's the kind of sound and experience. I want massive mediocrity. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to be in that, that mid, mid, mid plus, you know, like mid plus, sick, right? Absolute. I can stand with it, right? Like, I can. I can stand next to it, right? Or I can stand right in front of it. But you can stand it, right? Like Lisa Stansfield, right? You know, she's been around the world. And ay, 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 ay. You know what I mean? So. Night, you know, it's, it's the way it is. Anyways, um, so I'm gonna do it. This is it's another track. It's a track that's gonna be on the forthcoming EP that's coming out last year. We've got, uh, it's out on, um, on Kaplunkle, uh, in a small record label out of Philadelphia. And I'm really stoked about this because a lot of you guys was writing in and you said like, what's a new track? And I'm like, I'll fucking give you a new track. So here we go.